0: Is it ever appropriate to wear clothing with slogans that others could find offensive? This is what we aim to find out today on The Faith Debate. Uh, I am, I think, trying to whisper over my voice and with the music and I'm sure you heard, but a, a whispered yes came from the corner there. Uh, Daniel Razvi. Uh, Daniel's uh, with a church, a house church in Thurmont, Maryland. And uh, he and his family have an organization called Conquered by Love. You can find their website, conqueredbylove.org. Steven Yerger's on the panel again. Uh, he's with a uh, congregation in Southern Pennsylvania, not too far away from Gettysburg, called the Shabbat Gathering. And I am Troy Skinner. Uh, I am the pastor of a church called Household of Faith in Christ. You can find uh, all sorts of information about me, including my contact information and information about this show, at householdoffaithinchrist.com. That's householdoffaithinchrist.com. Of course, I guess I should give the radio station a, a plug. It's wfmd.com. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> Actually, if you go to householdoffaithinchrist.com, it links to wfmd.com. So it's not like I'm trying to steal anything from from them. And nor would I ever uh, want to. So, um, yeah, is it ever right for somebody to wear clothing that has something on it that others find offensive? Um, and you said, you said. Yes, it is uh, sometimes appropriate or well, something. Well, that's so. because the
1: gospel itself can be offensive. You can wear a shirt that says the words of John three sixteen on it. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever uh, believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Now, I just quoted most of that in NIV, and so that would really offend the King James-only people. But besides that, it's going to offend certainly anybody who's unsaved or, or many people who are unsaved are just offended by the mere words on your shirt. And you can't say to me that God's word um, is something that's, that is bad to be saying or broadcasting or teaching about. And so for that reason, just because you could find, only, even if it's the only example, then the answer to the question is yes, it sometimes is appropriate to wear something on your ba- body or on your clothes that somebody else might find offensive.
2: Now, in the Oh, go ahead, Stephen. I was just going to say, you don't have to wear it. You can just carry a Bible with you and you can be accused of hate speech. You can have a Bible in your hand and be accused of uh, getting into somebody's space and making them feel uncomfortable. Um, Jesus said, if they hated me, they're going to hate you. And the gospel can be very offensive. um, But at the same time, it's the message of truth. Now, I have a feeling that's not really where, the direction yeah, you were so, going with it. No, but obviously,
0: yeah, obviously it's okay to cause an offense, uh, particularly if you're sharing the gospel, because the Bible tells us that the gospel is is, is offensive. So you, you can't ever proclaim or placard or share in some way the gospel uh, without potentially offending somebody. Um, but in our, And so I'm going to get to what triggered this as a topic idea in a second but in our cultural milieu um there are a lot of things that people get triggered by um i don't know if you saw the story not too long ago apparently in florida they, they've got a new license plate i guess that they're gonna let people put on their cars it's got the old uh, snakes with the don't tread on me hmm. uh language underneath it a lot of people are offended by that if you wore a t-shirt with that on it they you know they might think poorly of you be offended by it uh the um the old General Lee from the uh, Dukes of Hazzard uh, show back in was it the 80s? I think that was on to early 80s maybe. Uh, it, it, it was a reddish orange car that had the uh, the stars and bars, the uh, the Confederate. Um, you know, blue cross with the stars in it. Which uh, is not a racist flag, by the way. So,
2: But some people
0: would argue, and they would, they're they mad at you now for saying it's not. Well, look at well, how, Nobody ever said this show wasn't going to be offensive.
2: <laughs> so, look at the, the stars and bars. You know, 20, 30 years ago, uh, it was starting to become really offensive. And now, the American flag is following the same offense. We have some friends that had... Uh, some adult children over, and they basically saw an American flag, and they went, oh, "That just makes me so uncomfortable. That's hate. That's hate." And but what, I mean, what I...
1: is what are the Christian supposed to do? I mean, the, Paul says, "As much as is possible, as much as lies within you, live at peace with all men." Right. So we're not, we're supposed to, to some extent, go out of our way to to be nice, and and nice is a bad bad word, but meaning peaceful and not not Intending to cause other people either to stumble or to be offended or, you know, um, unhappy with us for, you know, to 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 a reasonable extent, and. But that is a Christian principle to live by. Yeah. And we is be- that don't go out of your way to just be mean to somebody? Well, no, yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. You don't well, want anybody I, to be I, mean. I truly, I know that you hate bananas, so every time I'm eating a banana, I'm going to do it right in front of your face, and you know, lick the banana in front of you, <laughs> and, and and chew it slowly, maybe with my mouth open, to really try to show you, look, I'm is eating banana. Is that something
0: you did as an older brother to your siblings? <laughs> I wonder. <laughs>
1: right. So, is there anything wrong with eating the banana? No, I'll get great potassium. Um... But doing it right in your face, just be, even because I know you don't like it, well, that's now that's uh, I think in some ways sinful actually,
0: and and some other things that you know will trigger people right. So, uh, a make a great uh, make America great hat, you know, make a MAGA hat will uh, offend people. Or if somebody's wearing a not a, a racist hat by the way, also wearing a, wearing some sort there. of a you know a sweatshirt or a shirt or something that's got uh, you know a slogan on it. Let's go, Brandon. And people will say, oh, you shouldn't say that. It's offensive. Yeah, well, we talked about, about- that.
1: If- Few months ago, but that particular phrase—that mm-hmm. because that phrase is suppo- supposed to be a translation of a curse word—that um, most Christians would consider they should not say publicly. Then you probably shouldn't say that phrase either.
0: Yeah, I disagree though, because euphemisms uh, are used in the Bible. Uh, I mean, yeah, you
2: know, I, I don't think it's sinful to use a euphemism. Well, let's let's keep the same standard, because everything that you guys mentioned seems to be on the right conservative. Uh, way of looking at things but if you look at the woke left the blm and black Lives, you know all that stuff they wear that with tremendous pride and they even get into your face and boy if you say anything then the double standard comes down and then you really get uh Saying you're a racist, you're all these kind of things. Right. And so
0: the question should be, We should whether it's coming from the left or the right, because I use some political ones, so you're right, uh, you are correct uh, in, in, uh, in offering like, the BLM, because there are a lot of T-shirts that say BLM on or signs in people's stores or whatever. Uh, we, we, we should, it uh, uh, looks like my, uh, hold on one second. All right, we're, we're still actually good. The battery's holding on, but it's getting low. So we, if, the, uh, Is it still? If, if you're doing this on video... Uh, if, if you're uh, paying attention to us on the video and it cuts out in the middle, it's because the battery died. So nothing I can do about that. But on the radio, it should not affect us. We're not battery operated here at the radio station, as far as I know. <laughs> Unless they didn't pay their electric bill, but I don't have any, any inside knowledge on that. Uh, but we should be asking, if, if we are troubled, if we see somebody, you know, wearing a, a MAGA hat or a BLM hat or something, and it's like, what? what's the reason? Why are they wearing that? Are we Have we lost the
2: ability to, like, have dialogue with people and say, hey, why are you wearing that hat? I, I, mean, think, I think politics has gotten so um, polarized that the very hate that seems to spew from one person's view to another, let's say some candidates that are coming up that would be, some candidate would be really good for uh, America and the community or what the state they are in. And another candidate um, is you know, a real loser, but because they hate the idea of the candidate A, let's say they're going to go the other way, even if it is harmful, hurtful, and very um, bad for the country or bad for the community. It's just that polarization um, is something wrong because, you know, 20, 30 years ago, liberal minded was you're supposed to go and have an open mind and have a conversation. But now it's turned into very closed minded unless you absolutely agree with me in every point possible and come to the right pronouns and everything else, uh, you are really in trouble with. Yeah, if we're gonna
0: try to you know tiptoe around and, and not cause offense, then we, we actually rob ourselves of opportunities to speak truth as well. So if, you know, let's say, you're a hardcore conservative thinker who's really offended by the uh, the organization Black Lives Matter and all the, the nonsense they're involved with. You see somebody wearing the BLM shirt or hat that we mentioned, and you go up to them and say, hey, why if I ask you why you're wearing that hat? And they're like, oh, because the, because Black Lives Matter, because there's all this... Dis- discrepancy or the you know between uh the wealth of the blacks and the whites or disparity and the uh you know the, the police the brutality and all that sort of stuff you say well it's interesting you say that but you know i, I agree anybody that anytime there's a uh, an incidence of uh police brutality i'm going to be against that so i'm with you on that but do you understand what the whole blm movement like who the funders are who the originators of that organization are how they're they they're into like witch doctor satanic uh, worship rituals and and the money's not going where you think it is money that goes to them is actually funding their mansions and you could you could have a chance to give them a education or on the other side somebody's going to say why are you wearing that um, uh let's go brandon shirt and you're going to say well because you know the president's screwing everything up and you say well you know he's done some good things from as far us I would disagree that he's done any of the good things from my perspective, but you can have a dialogue. But we we rob ourselves. My wife was uh, she, I don't know if she, I won't use any names. My wife had a, a social oca- uh, occasion with a friend of hers, and uh, and uh, involved a meal. And so my wife prayed as is her habit, and uh, you know she uh, invoked the name of Jesus Christ in her prayer as is her habit. And the friend um, I'm not so sure she's a friend anymore. I don't know was very. Offended. And she said, I knew when you started to pray that you were going to say, Jesus, I knew And I'm thinking to myself, don't do it. Don't do it. And then you did it anyway. And don't you realize that? I know that's your God, but it's not my God. It's not everybody's God. How dare you? So, but it gave them an opportunity at least to have a dialogue about who Jesus is and why Christians pray uh, in the name of Jesus. And there's a reason why we do that. And so if she had decided to play it safe and not cause offense, first of all, she would have been dishonoring God, but she also wouldn't have had that, that dialogue opportunity. So I think we should, I don't know, take the chance to be offensive on occasion. Everybody's yeah. nodding in agreement. So here's yeah. what, okay. Go so ahead. here's what triggered the, uh, the topic actually. A couple months back i can't remember exactly when it was but we were recording a uh, uh some episodes of the faith debate and i was at, uh, at the time wearing a shirt and i want to tell the story behind the shirt there's a song back in the i don't know early part of the 1970s i think by steve miller band called the joker and it's a song that i think he wrote to either his wife or his girlfriend i think it was his wife at the time or whatever and It was a very playful kind of a song and it's kind of a uh, an interesting rock and roll love song to the woman in his life kind of thing and one of the lines in the song is really love your peaches, want to shake your tree and we at my house have a peach tree and it gives us actually a pretty bountiful crop every year and some of the peaches are kind of hard to reach at the upper parts of the, uh, of the branches and so you actually shake the tree to, to have the peaches fall and you gather them up and you make smoothies and pie and jam preserves, all that sort of stuff. And anyway, so we have the peach tree. And in the context of, of, of that peach tree and remembering this song from my childhood, uh, playfully, I said to my wife, said, really love your peaches, want to shake your tree. And she knew what I was saying. There was a double entendre, obviously, involved. She thought that was clever and, and, and cute and flirtatious whatever. And so she ended up uh, that next year for my birthday or Christmas or something, uh, she got me a shirt that had that slogan on it. Uh, really love your peaches. Want to shake your tree, and so I don't wear it everywhere, um, but I wear it in places where I feel like okay, people, uh, where people are less likely to, to take it the wrong way or be offended by it. And so wearing it to a, a faith debate recording didn't strike me as being problematic. But somebody on the panel, who's not here today to defend himself, um, <laughs> sure he wouldn't mind, you know, said to me, you know, are you really sure that shirt's appropriate? And I said, "Well, why? I, said, I mean, what kind of ideas do you think that that's putting in people's minds?" And I said, "Well, it was a gift from my wife. It's in the context of our marriage. It's a double entendre with the song from the '70s and and you know, and the tree in our backyard." I mean, so I will say this for the record: knowing that somebody who's in our crew that usually records a faith debate uh, doesn't appreciate that shirt, I'm not going to wear that shirt around that person anymore. Because you but-
1: have a choice, and it's not a not a big deal to you. Right. It's not an essential part of who you but are. But it doesn't
0: mean I'm not going to still wear the shirt in other contexts because it doesn't trouble me in the same way so that got hmm that's the kind of thing we should probably talk about on the <coughs> debate. So, but in that in that kind of sense though,
1: I think the argument made with that particular shirt cuz I was there in that conversation um, was that if you're if you have some words on a shirt that are a double entendre that are um Written in such a way as to evoke thoughts that could be lustful thoughts, whether the intent is for your own spouse—that's one thing. But that's one thing that's private between spouses. That you know, to say those things or to talk about or to wear those things. But in out in public, if you're just if you're wearing something with a connotation, maybe a sexual connotation, then that that might be um, sending the wrong message because. We have a culture of um, promiscuity. And, you know, so that, that is, that, that's, I think, the, I think the argument where, where he was coming from with that.
0: Yeah. Um, oh, what if it wasn't peaches and it was figs or apples? Probably mm. wouldn't have the same connotation, would it? But because what is our- that? What is, I really love your figs, want to taste your fruit. Really love your apples, want to drink your juice. There's, there's certainly a lot of, a lot of things that can be taken. I mean, there's, there's language along those lines in scripture. That's why I purposely,
1: be... oh, the, oh, the Song of Solomon is, is, is very explicit. <laughs>
2: okay.
1: Um, very, very explicit.
0: So if I had a Bible verse, that was pretty explicit. If you know what's really being said there, should I, can I not have a shirt that has that
2: scripture verse on it? Well, what are you trying to advertise? What are you trying to promote? If you're walking out and there's some individuals that know exactly what that's talking about, and it might send a message that uh, you might not be wanting to communicate, or you... But, I, but it is a message I want to communicate. Okay. S- sex is not dirty. No, it's not. Sex outside of marriage is
0: sinful, but sex inside of marriage is beautiful. And I'm a married man wearing a shirt given to him by my wife. It reinforces the idea that, you know what, my wife and I to be shocking, cover the kids' ears, but we get intimate. Right. And it's good. We're supposed to. And so I don't want I don't want people to feel like the to be a Christian is to be a prude. But but see To be a Christian is to be asexual. We talked about last couple weeks ago about
1: context. Context really matters. So a word by itself has no meaning without context. And a word with only partial context is going to have one meaning See, if you know the story behind this particular shirt, it has a whole extra set of context that it does not have just by wearing the shirt. Unless you're going to explain that whole story to everybody you meet. Well, that's on the backside. The only thing that they're going to be thinking (laughs) is the song, if they know the song, or what what they can probably guess the shirt means. But they have no context. So if you just walk out in public, somebody might think... That you are one of the average promiscuous, uh, promiscuous people in, in this country if they don't know you, if you're just walking down the street. The right? art of because the billboard. You have a flirtatious thing on your shirt.
2: I mean, what do billboards do? They're supposed to communicate something fast, quick, gets the message, and your attention But is I'm not gone. wearing that out in general public.
0: Like I said, I, you know, I wear – I'm not – I don't keep it in my closet. But I wore it in the context in a room full of other Christian men who know that I'm married, know that I'm a Christian – and so the context there is, oh, okay, there's probably a double meaning to that, because uh, the person who brought this up, who's not here to defend himself, wasn't familiar with the song, uh, so he wasn't right. sure what, what the context was, but I'm guessing there might be another meaning there, and the meaning was, yeah, it's a, you know, it was a gift from my wife, and yeah, it has kind of a double meaning, and inside the context of marriage, I think it's fine. Actually, there's another person who was in the room at the time, who's not here either, um, you know he jumped in and answered the question and said, well, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I'm, I'm assuming it has to do with his wife. Right. <laughs> and so I would, so in that con, I'm a, so I don't know. I'm, my daughter, uh, when she was younger, used to have problems with uh, public dis- displays of affection, you know, between her, uh, her mother and her father, you know, if we would give each other a kiss or something, uh, she was like, ew, you know, you know, in public, I like, the public needs to see happily married couples who are willing to give each other, you know, a, a, a kiss in public. Not, I'm not about some sort of deeply romantic yeah. <laughs> kind of, you know, but being affectionate towards another, being physically affectionate towards another uh, to a certain point and seeing what a healthy dynamic looks like. We need more of that, not less of that. Right. And so, like I said, I'm not going to uh, the local grocery well, what, store wearing that
1: shirt. That's what, um, What's this, there's a Bible passage about that, right? Where um, Abimelech looks out the window and sees Isaac and Rebecca doing something and he's like oh you guys are actually married he's not she's not your sister remember (laughs) right i think it 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 says he's sporting sporting with the wife right (laughs) it doesn't say exactly what they were doing i i imagine it wasn't complete intimacy if it's right outside the king's window but there was enough going on that clearly they were married and and so he could so he was saying well okay well that makes now i understand you're not just brothers for
0: the uninitiated Here's, here's some Bible verses for you. As the apple tree among the trees of the woods, so was my beloved among the sons. I sat down under his shadow with great delight, and his fruit was sweet to my taste. That's in the Bible. The fig tree putteth forth her f- green figs, and the vines with the tender grape give a good smell. Arise, my love, my fair one, and come away. That's in the Bible. I'll give you one more. I would cause thee to drink of spiced wine and of the juice of my pomegranate. His left hand should be under my head and his right hand should embrace me. I wonder, what's the pomegranate? (laughs) 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 See, I think it's okay. I think sensuality is okay in the confines within which God has placed.
1: In case people are listening who don't really know what that passage is, This is a passage about a husband and wife talking to each other. So this is within the context of a marriage. It is in the Bible. A lot of people skip over it because they're embarrassed to read this in front of kids. And
0: that's my point.
1: But I don't do that in in my house. We read through the whole Bible. Every day we read the next chapter and we don't skip any. We go front to back and we start over. Um, And, you know, as questions come up, we answer them. But certainly the world has a lot of
0: more training on the subject in the wrong areas than... That we need to and be I, interacting, And I want to put a pastoral hat on for just a second. Um, we have too many people. It seems like it's mostly women, but it can be men too. But in my experience, it's been mostly women. They have a hard time with their marital uh, sex life, their, their marital relations, uh, because their whole life they were told, you know, that sex was bad. You know, that sort of physical intimacy is dirty somehow. And they have a hard time uh, abandoning themselves and being vulnerable with their husband because they feel icky. Well, we don't want our young people to grow up feeling like marriage is, uh, uh, that um, sex is icky. We want them to understand that sex inside of marriage is one of the most beautiful things that God has given us. It's sex outside of marriage that is far more than just icky. It's scientifically dangerous uh, and emotionally dangerous, but it's also spiritually sinful and disobedient. And so, but we have to put things in their lanes, in their right categories. And so if we go too far... And yeah, this is why you know we have a real problem in our culture. Uh, we talk about this a lot off the air and even on the show sometimes, because uh, culturally it feels like the uh, the wacko um, uh, postmodernists are winning the day, and this, this 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 neo-Marxist kind of liberal lulu stuff, licentiousness is off the chain. I mean, it, it's people are trying to one one up each other. They're trying to outdo. Oh, you think that was gross and and irreverent? let me let me show you, gross and irreverent. Oh, yeah, it's like it's totally out of control, and so our tendency is to be on guard against that, and we should be. But we don't want to replace licentiousness with legalism, and I'm always nervous about people on our side of the issue trying to overcorrect the pendulum and have a swing from the from the far left uh, to the to the far right or even. Off center to the right, even if it's not far right, I'm always on guard against that. And so that's where that's where my pastoral
2: heart is. I'm not saying I get it exactly right, but that's where I. Well, I think also it's important that you know Paul addresses as and says in his epistle. I think I think it's in Hebrews. Is that the marriage bed is undefiled, and it's it's something before God that's very important uh, because it's about procreation, it's about children and family and passing on the inheritance and the name. And being able to uh, move on because of the inheritance that we have, and it's also
0: about closeness and oneness and intimacy. I mean, because marriage is a picture of Christ and His church, and so we are we are united to Christ, and we are in Christ. We're in a sense, we, you know, we're one with Christ. Uh, if we're true believers. And so that physical intimacy between the husband and wife is a, is a kind of a practical uh, picture of that kind of a oneness and union as well. It's, I mean, it's a, it's a beautiful uh, intertwined kind of a meaning uh, that it's not just procreation. It's about enjoyment. W- wives should enjoy their husbands. Husbands should enjoy their wives. Uh, it's okay to flirt with your wife. It's okay to flirt with your husband, you know, Um and not to do things in a way that would come across as grotesque or inappropriate uh, out in culture, uh, but again, I don't know that uh, a t-shirt that has kind of a double entendre meaning to it is is grotesque. Others I'd agree with uh, might disagree with me, and so we would have to you know, kind of hash that out, which is what we've been trying to do uh, on today's show. Anyway, well, we've only got about a minute left, so I'm going to uh, put a wrap on this. Appreciate you guys so much. Daniel Razvi, you can learn more about uh, uh, the organization that he and his family are involved with, Conquered by Love. They have a website, conqueredbylove.org. Stephen Yerger, he's got a church in southern PA. So if you're looking for a church and you live in PA, you might want to uh, reach out to me, and I can try to put you in stuff with uh, Stephen. Their church is called the Shabbat Gathering. Uh, I'm Troy Skinner. My church is Household of Faith in Christ, online at householdoffaithinchrist.com. Till next week, 167 and a half hours from now, God bless.